One of the hardest things to do in life is to let go. Is to let go. There's a quote that says, accept what is, let go of what was, have faith in what will be. The hardest part of that for me was the what is, because it meant I had to let go. On today's episode, we're going to talk about my personal journey from healing to forgiveness and hopefully give you some helpful ways on how you can either start or continue your journey as well. This is Pervy's Point. I'm your boy, Robert Pervy. What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to Pervy's Point. Uh, I try to start every episode the same way by telling you how honored I am and excited I am that you would even give your attention and your time to this podcast. Thank you for all of the kind words. Thank you for everything that you share on social media, through text and everything on how um, the podcast is being helped to you. Today's episode... um, I, I figured I would um, kind of give you a, a look into me. I'm always giving you my point. And so kind of give you a, a look into Pervy. Um, I, I think that one of the best ways to help people in life is to not um, always show your intelligence or your education, but is to tell them your story on how you got from where you were to where you are. And, One of the most beautiful things about life is that everybody has a story. Everybody has a story, no matter how uh, jacked up you think it may be, no matter how uh, gruesome you think it may be, no matter how weird or wacky you think it may be, everybody has a story. And that story is what has made you who you are and is making you to who you will become. And so today, um, I want to just encourage, uh, it's from the last episode, last episode, um, we we had a point in the episode where we talked about relieving or releasing and letting go of some things. And I promised you that the episode today would be about that. And I, I come into the episode um, with, with the mindset that instead of trying to give, um, I guess what you would call expert opinion, um, I think one of the best teachers is experience. And so um, just going to give a peek into uh, my personal um, journey to healing and forgiveness, and then ho- hopefully uh, me being open, honest, and transparent uh, with you can help you embrace your journey as well. Now, this is not one of those episodes where I'm going to go deep into detail of my business and nothing like that, but it's just to to give you insight on how uh, my life has come into a place that it's never been in before and how I enter into or I, I exist in this season of life Uh, in the best place I've ever been because I finally let it go. I let it go. And hopefully the takeaway you get from today's podcast is if you're going to be the best version of you, you have to let go of what's hurt you and hindered you. If you want to be the best version, like, like, so if you're satisfied with who you are and how you are, 
It's perfectly fine to stay this way. But there, there's a better version of you that the world needs to experience. And um, it's all in how you how you let go of the things and the people that have hurt you, the things that have hindered you in the past. Um, my, my, my journey to healing and forgiveness, um, it could not happen and it would not happen until I finally let go of some things. All right. Um, I, I had to let go of some things. Um, one is I had to let go of people's perceptions and expectations of me. I had to let go of, of people's perceptions and expectations of me. Um, I also had to let go of the idea that suppressing my feelings was better than expressing them. That that letting I had to let go of the idea that suppressing my feelings was better than expressing them. Then I had to let go of the idea that I couldn't do more or be better. That I had gotten settled or comfortable in my state and that that's where I was going to to be. So the first one, I let go of people's perception and expectations. Um, I grew up a PK, pastor's kid. Uh, dad was a pastor. Uh, mom was worked in corporate. Uh, but I had two two great, awesome, loving parents, and they're still blessed that they're alive to, today, and they're they're two amazing people. Um, and so I, I grew up, grew up in church, and I grew up being a pastor's kid, and I grew up with expectations of being um, a preacher or being um, somebody in church like my dad. And I can remember my dad telling me that the calling on my life wasn't about what others thought. But it, uh, it was about what God was calling me to do. And I felt God calling me to have a peculiar ministry that my ministry wasn't necessarily geared towards preaching in a pulpit and pastoring a church. But it was to guide uh, youth and teenagers into the knowledge of who they are and, and who God is and, and maximizing their potential. And God allowed me to do that. And that manifested itself in so many different ways to where uh, became opportunity to teach about leadership and all, all that good stuff. But um, with that. I didn't realize that there was something underneath the surface that was um, causing me to um, live up to people's perception and expectations. I, can, I, I remember a, a therapy session, and my therapist told me one time um, that uh, when my little brother was killed when I was 13, that from the age of 13 until that present moment, um, I had been living for everyone else and not myself, that I had been putting everybody else before me and not tending to me um, because I protect the people that I care about. I tend to the people that I care about. And I was, I was putting their needs before mine and the decisions that I made so that they could be happy, uh, that they could um, think that I was okay. And that wasn't okay. That I, I needed to uh, put myself first in some things. I let go of the idea that suppressing my feelings was better than expressing it. Uh, there was a lot of things that I thought about myself. There are a lot of things I thought about uh, my situation or my life, and um, I felt that expressing them would cause people to look at me differently or cause people to treat me differently, and so I suppressed those feelings, and I, I threw myself into work. I threw myself into uh, building um, the brand of ministry that I was over, and I just suppressed feelings um, in my personal life, and um, I, I, put, I put effort every, every other place. And then um, I got to the point to where um, I felt like I I, would, I couldn't do any more, that, that where I was, where I always be, the state of mind I was in and how I felt emotionally and mentally is where, where I would always be. I thought that was my, my, 
my place and I would never get out of that place. But I finally had to let go of all of that. And in September of 2020, um, I was at the Kenimer Middle School and walking around the track. And I remember having my headphones on and walking around the track and just getting some cardio in. And I told the Lord that I was finally ready just to be who he wanted me to be and not what everybody else wanted me to be and whatever it looked like that I was tired of, of thriving publicly, but failing privately. Cause I didn't, uh, I hadn't given everything to him. So I finally let go of everything, every, every, everything and everybody that had held on to me. I finally let go of it. And there's a list of things that I won't get into because I believe just like I have my list, you have your list. Like I have things, you have things. And, uh, but I, what I do know is everything that I was holding on to, I had to let go of. And I had been holding on to all of that, the perceptions of people, the suppressed feelings, um, the idea that where I was, I would always be there. I held on to those things and I didn't realize that it was ripping me to shreds. And although I was being great for others, I wasn't being great for myself. And so I had to let it go so I could finally start walking into this season of life where I could be my best self. And I, I, I finally let it go. And the Lord began to do a great work in me after I let it go. And so not to go too deep or too spiritual, but the idea I want you to get is until you let it go, the Lord can't do a work in you. And I had to realize that in order for me to get to where I wanted to go, be who I wanted to be, I had to let go of what I was holding on to. And there's somebody listening to this podcast today and, and your, our stories may be different, but our similarities are that there's something that you've been holding on to. It, it, it's something or someone that, yeah, that you've been holding on to something they did, something they're doing, um, and, and, it, and it's causing you to doubt yourself. It's causing you to have low self-esteem. It's causing you to, to, to think that you can't go forward. It's causing you to think that to, to be stagnant and to think that, that where you are, where you always be, it's causing you to be like me. It's causing you to live for the perception and expectations of others. It's causing you to suppress your real feelings and not really talk about them. It's causing you to think that where you are is where you have to settle and where you will always be. But, but I just want to encourage you that if you're going to be who you know you can be, or, or better yet, if you want to know who you can become, you have to let go of the things that have hurt you, that your entrance into your future requires you in your present to let go of the pain of the past. The, your entrance into your future, your entrance into your future requires you in your present to let go of the hurt and pain of your past. It also requires you to let go of the pain of the present, that there are some things hindering you now from getting into your next. And you've become so accustomed to holding on to things and so accustomed to holding on to stuff that it's hindering you from becoming who you can be. And how can I speak to it? Because I know it. I've been there. I've been there. And there are a few things I realized um, through, through, through my process of getting from where I was to where I am now that, that I believe will help you and encourage you. Now, whoever's listening, wherever you're listening, would, it would encourage you to, to let go 
of what you're holding on to. Um, I, I realized that that healing can't happen until you let it go. That the things that have hurt you, true healing can't happen until you let those things go. Like, like, like ho- holding on to what they said, holding on to what they did, holding on uh, to it um, will hinder you. <laughs> One of my favorite movies to watch, and I can, I can watch it uh, every day. I watch it every day, and my kids love it too. It's Encanto. Yeah, there, there is a part of the movie in Encanto where Maribel is uh, running after Bruno uh, in the back walls of the house. And there's a part of the house she jumps over and she slips and she's holding on to a piece of wood and she's dangling, seemingly dangling in the air. And she's holding on uh, to this piece of wood only to realize that when she lets go, the floor wasn't as far as she thought it was, that it really wasn't a long drop at all. Uh, because there were that there was cloud and dust covering where she couldn't see, so it felt like if she if she let go, she would fall into this abyss of darkness. But in reality, the floor was right there, a few couple of inches or feet below her. And I think that a lot of times in life, we we do the same thing. We hold on to things because we we see what it looks like, and we feel as if we let go, we'll fall into this abyss. Uh, of 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 feelings and this abyss of hurt and danger and all this, but in reality, letting go of it, we 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 are closer to the ground than what we think. And I think that um, healing can't happen until you let go uh, of that and and fall into or, or, or land on something solid. And it, it takes honesty, to, like like it really takes honesty for you to realize that I'm actually holding on to something. That a lot of people um, are in denial about what they're what they're holding on to, and healing can't happen until you let go. But healing can't happen until you're honest. Yo, like I had to be honest with me that that I was jacked up and I was being disobedient in some things, and I had made some decisions that caused me to be in the situation that I was in, and I had to take I had to take ownership of my actions. But also in order to even start the healing process. Because what I realized is the more and more I try not to take ownership, the more I push blame on somebody else, the more I made somebody else or the, the, the culprit or, 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 or the, the suspect in, in, in my life, the, the more I did that, the more I continue to hurt myself. And I realized that that healing could not happen. Not only did I let it go, but I had to be honest about it. That, that a lot of the hurt that was happening in my life was not because of someone or somebody else is because I allowed it to happen. That I was allowing it to happen and, I, and, and it was a lot of self-inflicted wounds. And so before I could begin healing, I had to realize that I was the biggest culprit of hurt in my life. And I think that people need to understand that, that if you're really going to embrace healing, you have, you have to take an introspective look and see what part you play. Um, I, I'm going to go left and come back right. You, you, you have to get to the point to where you realize that, that you're letting them stay around or you're letting it stay around or you're letting it affect you. One of the things that really 
opened my eyes in life is that the people that I was that I was holding a grudge against or the the people that that I I, I had harboring stuff in my heart, they weren't worried about me. They weren't sitting around worried about me. And, and I think that when you realize that, that the things and the people that, that you you harbor and that you hold on to and, and, and you realize that, that they've moved on with their life and they're doing what they need to do, I think that it's only fair to you that you move on with yours. But you got to be honest about that, that, that what's been hindering me, I've been, I've been holding on to what happened or what's happening, and I can't, I can't move away from that until, until I, I'm honest about the fact that I, I, I need help. I, and I, I need to let go of, of what I've been holding on to. No, no, number two is um, the scar. The scar that's left from the pain will be a forever reminder, but it doesn't have to be a forever hinder. That the scar will be a forever reminder, but it doesn't have to be a forever hinder. Here it is. Scars uh, remind you of the injury that happened. On on my on my left wrist, there's a scar on my left wrist. Uh, got into a fight when I was younger, and um, in this fight, the tooth of the person I was fighting went through my wrist. And there's a scar on my wrist. And every time I look at that scar, I remember the fight. Now, you may ask, did you win the fight? I ain't going to lie. I took a couple of blows. Some would say I won. Some would say I lost. Some, it just depends on which someone you are. You know, <laughs> but it was a good fight. That's all I will say. It was a good fight. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> in the course of this fight, I, there, there's an injury that happened. On my, and every time I, I see the scar, I can remember the fight that happened. And the scar will never go away. The, 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 the memory will never go away. But I'm not hindered by the thought of it. And I, and I think that a lot of times in life, there's some scars that happen, uh, whether they be physically whether they be literal or figurative, um, there's scars that happen, and it's a reminder, but it didn't have to be a forever hinder. That this one scar didn't stop me from fighting, you know. <laughs> you know, like like I, I got back up and and, and I, I I continued on. Um, but scars are reminders, but they don't have to be hinders. And Pervy, what do you mean by that? My point is, like y'all, when you realize that it happened. It happened like, like like whatever happened, like you realize it happened and it doesn't, but it doesn't have to keep happening. That, that you don't have to continuously um, injure yourself. That, that, that part of what I had to realize was that I began to um, feel guilty about things. Now I'll say it this way, that yes, I felt guilt, but it was also like a sense of y'all, y'all, y'all know how you feel when you make a mistake, and the consequences from that mistake, you, 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 you get down on yourself, and you, um, you doubt yourself, you belittle yourself, you like you beat yourself up because you should have made a better decision. And we've all been there, but here's what I had to realize. When I realized that, hey, it happened, but it's on me to make sure it doesn't happen again. And it's on me to make sure it doesn't keep happening. 
that yes, it happened. And I'm not going to deny that it happened, but it's on me to make sure that it doesn't happen again and it doesn't keep happening. And, I, and, and that's encouragement to you that yes, things hurt you and there are scars of injuries and, and things that you've encountered in life, uh, but it doesn't have to hinder you from going forward. Didn't have to hinder you from being better. Didn't have to hinder you from getting up, wiping yourself off, and brushing yourself off, and, and fighting again, and 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 living again. I had to realize that it happened, and but I I am capable of of being loved. I am capable of loving. I am capable of doing more. I am I am not my mistake. I am not my past. That I do have what it takes to become better and do more, and I'm doing it, and you can too. It, it, it happened. Whatever happened in your past, it happened. But you do not have to be a victim of your past. You can be a victor in your present so you can have a brighter future, whatever it may be. Whatever it may be. And, and, and you, have to, you have to do something very big, right? And that big thing is, like, you have to forgive yourself so you can go forward. Well, the biggest thing I had to do, like, I had, I had to forgive me. Once I realized that that um, I healing, the healing in my life couldn't take place until I let it go, that healing took honesty, and I realized that um, I had control and power over things happening and again or consistently happening. The one thing I had to do to move to move forward was forgive myself. Because the truth is, uh, Steve Maraboli has a quote that says this. The truth is, unless you let it go, unless you forgive yourself, unless you forgive the situation, unless you realize that the situation is over, you cannot move forward. Hear that. The truth is, unless you let go, unless you forgive yourself, unless you forgive the situation, unless you realize that the situation is over, you cannot move forward. Your goal your goal in life should be to move forward. Move forward. This is something you have to realize. It's something I had to realize. And this last point is something we both have to realize together. That our better is on the other side of our bitter. That our better is on the other side of our bitter. Because you got to understand that bitterness and love can't reside in the same heart. Bitterness and love can't reside in the same heart. Each day, you have to decide which one gets to stay. Bitterness and love can't reside in the same heart. And each day, you and I have to decide which one gets to stay. I can either allow bitterness to take root in my heart because of what has happened in my life and, and go through life depressed, bitter, upset, not progressing, being stagnant, or I can choose to move forward and I can forgive myself, I can forgive others, and I can love me, I can appreciate what happened, I can embrace what's happening, and I can look forward in expectation to what's going to happen, and I can leave bitterness behind me and embrace love. And, and that's, that's a question that I asked myself, and, that's a, and that was a big step I made and something I did. That, that I realized once I got rid of bitterness and I allowed love to reside in my heart, it was easier for me to let go 
It was easier for me to heal. It was easier for me to move forward. Because I was upset. I was mad. Not true. I was pissed off. And the Lord had to do a work in me. So I focused more on him and less on the situation. And when I focused on him, I realized that it's just some stuff that's not worth holding on to. And, and, and that's, that's the crux of what, I wanna, of what I'm sharing with you. I don't know where you're listening to the podcast. I don't know if you're driving. I don't know if you're working out. I don't know if you're at work. I don't know if you're at home. But wherever you're listening to this, I, I want you to hear me and hear me clearly. There's too much for you to do. Too many people to be blessed by you. Too much for you to accomplish. Too many places for you to go. Too many people for you to show love to. Too many places for you to shine your light. For you to be holding on to what has happened. Listen, they did it. It's their loss. Or you did it. You've apologized. Whatever it may be, it, it's happened. But you have the power to make sure it doesn't happen again. And even if it does you're better than what you were so you can handle the situation better now. I, I, I want you to love yourself enough to let the things that have hurt you go. I want you to love your future enough to let the people that have hurt you go. I know personally what it feels like to walk through life gifted, to walk through life skilled, but holding on to hurt and pain from people. And I know what it feels like to do well publicly, but to suffer privately because you felt like nobody would understand you and nobody would hear you. I said it before, I'll say it again. The two things that have saved my life are Jesus and therapy in that order. Jesus and the, without Jesus and without therapy, I'm not here. So I, I, I would admonish you. And this is um, this is mental health awareness month. And I, I like if you if you're having a problem letting things go and, and if what you're holding on to is stopping you from being productive and stopping you from from loving and stopping you from from shining, if it's changing you and you can't be um, all you know you could be. Like seek Jesus, but also seek therapy. Cause the, the the world needs the beauty that is you. Needs you. Not your representative. Not your pain. We need you. Your family needs you. Your kids need you. Your future. Your future is begging you to let go of your past and your present. Your future self is begging you, please don't allow what happened to make you give up now because we'll never meet each other. And, and your future self is saying, I want to meet you because there are so many great things we can do together. But if you give up now, we don't get a chance to do those things. There's too much. And, and you lost too much time. And, and I, I had to realize it too. I had to realize it too. I had to let go of the guilt of the time that I lost and look forward to the expectation of the time that I have left. 
and there were lessons in the past. The things that happened in the past, there were lessons. There were lessons that helped me embrace my journey. There were lessons that helped me realize that I was in need of help and I was in need of healing and I got it. I got it. One of the greatest things my therapist ever taught me or ever told me was that pervy happiness is a feeling. It's not a destination. And if your focus is on getting to happiness as a destination, you'll realize that you'll never be happy because happiness is a fleeting feeling. But what I need you to do is to embrace every feeling in your life. And when you, when, when you feel it, embrace it and live in the moment. If you're hurt, say you're hurt and be hurt. If you're happy, say you're happy and be happy. If you're lonely in the moment, say you're lonely, you feel lonely. If you're excited, be excited. Stop running from moments. Stop running from feelings, rather. Stop running from them and embrace them. And you will discover that the more you embrace them, the more you're able to build moments with them. And you're not running away from them. And the more you embrace them, the more quickly you're willing, you're able to let things go. And so you, you will make memories, but you won't build monuments. That you will make memories, but you won't build monuments. You won't build monuments and statues of your hurt and your pain and dwell in them and go back to them and wallow in them. No, you have a memory of how things happened, but how you didn't allow them to keep happening, how you kept overcoming things over and over again. And when you make a habit of letting things go, you also create a habit of moving forward. But the more you hold on to things, the more stagnant you are. I want you to be the best you. I want to see it. I want to meet them. <laughs> and I'm telling you from personal experience, this pervy that you hear now is a free pervy, is a healed pervy because I let it go. My goal is to always connect with your heart, challenge you, and hopefully change you. And as you let stuff go, remember to love God, love people, and show enough love yourself. Let it go and move forward. Till next time, love you. Peace.